Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of How to Speak Maintenance, where we dive into the world of property management and we talk about tricks and techniques and different things to help us work as a better team, as, a, as an office and maintenance team. So as always, we have Becca Romani from TAAEF, and then we also have two guests with us as well. So we have Monique Lara. She's a senior community management uh, manager with the Guild. So, you know, Monique, you want to tell everybody about what you do? Yeah. Hi. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me today and super excited about our conversation. And so I have been in the industry for about nine years. I am right now located in downtown San Antonio at Heritage Plaza um, with the Guild. We just completed lease up in August of uh, last year. <laughs> and so we're now transitioning to stabilized and, you know, working with maintenance and having new uh, obstacles that we're overcoming every single day, as we all have in our industry. And um, I started all the way from leasing and moved up. So I've been a manager now for about the past four years and have been with the Guild for, it's going to be two years next month. So That's great. Thanks for joining us. We also have Floyd Smith, who is a maintenance supervisor at, with the Dienerstein Companies. And uh, you, tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, Floyd, and, and how long you've been with the company. I've been with um, the Dynasty Company a little bit close to a year, but I've been in the industry for 26 years. I have worked in all regions. I've been worked at 18 properties. I live in nine states. Right now, I'm the maintenance supervisor at Sterling Union. It's a housing. They do student housing for colleges there. So it's a little different. I'm usually used to residential, but it's a new adventure and I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Becca, do you want to tell everybody, the listeners about where they can find us online? Sure. So if you're looking for past episodes of how to speak maintenance, you can find them at, um, at our Facebook page, uh, TAA Education Foundation, or you can also look at YouTube at Texas Apartment Careers. And same with our other series, Hints from HR. That's great. Thank you for sharing that with everybody. Today, I'm, I'm really interested to hear the thoughts of Monique and Floyd as we talk about different tools and about technology and how it helps our industry. So yesterday, we were discussing the technology and the speed of information and how our residents, are they want information quickly, right? So Monique, you have some really great points about your community and, and how you interact with them using technology. Yeah, so we definitely make sure that we utilize every tool that we have. Um, you know, we use uh, Yardi and we have the ability to text. We have um, the ability, we have our online portal for our residents. So it's a process, especially as you're going through a lease up or even a stabilized, which I've taken over other properties in the past and had to teach the residents, you know, like you can see the update of your current uh, work order online and this is how you can do it um, so you don't have to you know call into the office and you can do it on your own time whenever that works for you and um, and making sure that the staff is you know um, trained to be able to have that conversation with the resident that maintenance as well also knows this process that we all have that information and letting them know you know this is where you can find the update this is where you can put in a service request which will then alleviate the office and the amount of calls that we're receiving. Um, it'll also, you know, stop people from stopping maintenance as they're walking the halls and asking them, hey, can you come in my apartment and do this? Or I have this and, you know, and teaching them that process. And that's what the technology is there for. So they can get an immediate update of what is going 
their um, work order, whether that's in progress, you know, if there's a vendor coming out, what date that will be coming out, and there's notes that they can see on there. Um, and it just makes the whole process a lot smoother. So, um, and in communicating as well, you know, with them and making sure that we call them or that we text them, you know, you're going to, we're going to be completing your work order today. Um, just using all of those tools just makes the whole process smoother. And again, I think the main point is that we all know our part in the office and maintenance and how to use those tools properly so that we can um, just, again, make the whole process smoother for everybody involved. Yeah, that's true. And Floyd, you had, you had talked about how residents are looking for responses really quickly as well, right? Yes. Rather than as soon as they call it in, they want a response, like by time they hang up. So with um, the new communication we're using is um, with Yardy now, you used to have to come into the office. I'm a little old school where they had to write it out in paper, but now everything sounds right over on your phone. So when you get a work order, you get it right then. You can assign it or you can assign it or you can accept that work order. And we try to communicate with the residents. We got a 24-hour response time. So we, if you put it in within 24 hours, we will respond to the work orders. We like to close them out the same day, but sometimes you got to wait on the part. And if we wait on the part, we make sure we do constant communication with the residents, whether we leave a door tag or we do email or we um, text them, depending on what their preference is. Yeah. I mean, we're all consumers. And I can only imagine if I took my car to a an auto body shop and and I, I called them to get an update because it's been a couple of days and I need my car. And if I called them and I said, well, and they said, well, I got to go talk to the tech. I'll call you back. And then I had to wait for a couple hours. Right. We get to the point where we get a little anxious. We need to know about our car. But imagine that superior customer service where all the notes are there and the, the technician that, that's talking to me can tell me exactly what's going on. And I have the information. I mean, that's, that's important. So, you know, in, in property management, there's a couple of touch points where we might have pitfalls with communication or with organization, right? So starting with service requests, you know, Monique, you were talking about making sure that everything's in Yardy, right? Yeah. You want to talk about I, that? Yeah. So I think it's, it's crucial to, um, for the, the office to know exactly what is on the plate of maintenance. And if, if that entails, you know, if they're going to be um, doing some larger scale projects on, on site or any capital improvements, I like to put those work orders in, one, so that the office can see them, but two, also so corporate can see them, right? We want them to be able to see what their time is being spent on. Um, and I think it's a great way to log all that. Um, you know, I also use that to, if I need to attach any POs to those work orders because of items purchased and things like that on the, on, on my end, but, um, creating tickets for every single thing that we possibly can. Um, it just helps to eliminate the amount of times that we have to call maintenance that anybody has to bother them, right? Maintenance knows that they can go in there. They can look and see these, is, these are the work orders that we have. These are the projects that we're doing, whether they're in progress or, you know, what's the expected completion date. And everybody's just constantly communicating through our system. So resident calls in and says, hey, what's the status on this? Or they were supposed to be changing the air filters on my floor. Um, I haven't seen them come through. They can see, okay, well, they finished first and second. They're going to be doing the third within probably the next hour or so. And just that communication and using the technology that we have to make the whole process smoother, you know, and, and provide that great customer service is incredibly important. Yeah. 
Floyd, you had talked about uh, block schedules. Do you want to talk about that tool that you guys use to, to stay organized with your workload? Yes, we use a, a block schedule. It's a, a program I made out of Excel, but it just gives you a snapshot of what's going on for the week. It lets you know who's on call for the week. It also lets you know who's running work orders, what day, any projects that's going on that week. And uh, just try to give you a snapshot of everything that's going on day to day. And then at the end of the day, I usually get, communicate with the manager and give her an update of what wasn't finished and what it'd be so that it'd be added on for the next day and so on and so on until we get everything completed. And I also try to meet with the manager at least three times a day in the morning, in the afternoon, and then right before we leave, just to make sure communication is going good. We also do group texts too. So everybody can still be in the same loop. Yeah, no, Monique, you had talked about that yesterday as well with the, the group texting. Um, don't you guys use that as well, that that system? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, that's going to help, um, you know, having to reduce the amount of time that maintenance is going to have to come to the office um, mm-hmm. to update something, you know, put it in the group text. You know, we have a, a, an emergency. It, we mainly for sure use this in, with emergencies. If there's something where water needs to be cut off or something like that, that way we know in the office immediately we can communicate with the residents and let them know what is exactly is going on or if we need to call residents that we're going to have to enter their apartment because of an emergency and things like that. So um, the group text, we, we definitely try to limit it to emergencies or to something that's really critical or something that the office needs to communicate to residents um, that it, it's incredibly helpful. And it just reduces the amount of time that the maintenance has to come up to the office yes. and go back and forth. You know, you add that up, that's a lot of time that they're, that's, you know, being wasted and using technology, we can reduce that and obviously be more productive and stay on top of our stuff. So we try to take advantage of that as much as possible. You know, it was really the number of calls that maintenance was getting per, you know, per the the period of time that they had set aside to be able to do a job that really sort of sparked the idea for this show was that how can we get more people like you, Monique, who's already there to say, how can I not bug them so much and let them do their job because it's important and it matters and they're going to be happier if I'm not calling them seven times while they're trying to fix one sink. So it's great to hear this, especially this example, um, to reinforce really why we need to do that, have these conversations and why everyone needs to speak maintenance. Agreed. I, I, being a maintenance tech and a supervisor, I remember being underneath a cabinet, you know, fixing a sink. Uh, you know, trying to get that nut <laughs> off of the off of a uh, faucet, right? And then your phone's getting blown up, and people in the office need to know what's going on with the ticket or what's going on with the turn, and it it takes away from your productivity. So I, I love that you brought that up, Becca. Is that you yes. know these conversations that we, it's if there's if your eyes are open and you understand what maintenance is going through, then you'll find ways to utilize these tools to be able to better communicate mm-hmm. versus having just no sort of tracking system. So with that being said, I mean, there's a bunch of different tools out there. I heard Floyd, you said you use Excel, right? And then I think Monique, you were saying you you guys use Yardi uh, at your property, right? Yeah, I try to keep it as simple as possible. So we use Yardi and CRM and that's where we pretty much have everything um, in, in the system. All maintenance staff knows how to use it. All of the office staff knows how to use it and what their part is. 
Uh, that's great. There's also some other tools out there that I've seen people use Asana, uh, Trello. Those are those are some great tools. If, if you're interested there, some of them are free and you can be able to go online and start tracking projects. And what's great about these is it actually assigns accountability to the different tasks and then you can set timelines as well. So I, I tend to be old school as well from time to time and have <laughs> some uh, spreadsheets or, you know, yeah. try to stay away from the dry erase board as much as possible. I, I know that it's, it's in our DNA, though, to uh, want to go back to it from time to time. Right. Um, all right. So, but maybe you guys have some, some examples of where your, these tools came in handy to keep track of what was going on. So Monique, I'm sure with a a class, a lease up, right. You've, there's plenty of opportunities to try to stay organized, right? A lot for sure. I mean, especially at the beginning, um, there were four of us on staff, um, at the, right when we opened up. So we had a lot of you know, movement going on, construction, TCO, inspections, alarms going off, all of those things. So we not only have to communicate to our residents and using our system, um, and sometimes they would, you know, because half of our building was still under construction. So maintenance is off. um, And then all of a sudden the fire inspector shows up and wants to test something. And so, and they wanted, they want that going on right now. So we obviously, you know, use text to communicate that he would tell us immediately, hey, they're about to turn on the alarm so that way we can jump on it and contact our residents and let them know what's going on. Um, work orders as we would walk property or we would walk units, things that we would see because it's just it's such large scale, right? You have hundreds of units that you're accepting and people moving in. So you can't just continue to say, hey, this needs to be taken care of. And we made sure that we created work orders for every single thing so that it wouldn't get dropped and that we wouldn't for, um, and that it would be there in the system. So that way at the end of the day, we could, you know, go over everything and prioritize what needed to be done. Um, so it was really just from the beginning, just realizing how to use the system to our advantage um, and use this technology to make our lives easier. You know, I think every single person um, in the office and maintenance, we get so many things thrown at us you know, whether that's residents or vendors or internal employee things or whatever the case may be, or, you know, corporate calling or emails. And so just staying organized um, as best we possibly can is, is really crucial, especially in Elisa, to be able to meet those deadlines and making sure that you're not dropping off um, any new applicants that are coming in and vendors that are going to be coming through or, you know, inspections that are going to be done. So, uh, we we created a lot of service requests for sure during the, that process because again that was just an easy place for everybody to go to and look and see exactly what needed to get done. That's great. I think it's important. Yesterday we were talking about this about saving all of the projects and the things you're working on as a service request because it's important to be able to allocate your time and be able to stay. You know, I have this many people and this much work. Do I have enough people? Do I need more manpower? Or do I, can I move somebody else somewhere else to another community because I have too many people? Not too many people say that though. I've never heard anybody say I have too many employees. So. <laughs> I definitely think it's, it's important, especially too, if you're going to, you know, I use it when I'm doing my variance, when I have to justify, why did I go over? Why did I have to vendor this out? Well, look at my work orders, right? Look at the projects that we had to do. That's why we had to vendor this out. Not only when it comes to make ratings, because I'm sure... I know Floyd with student housing, I, I have no idea how you turn things in two days, that many <laughs> units, that's crazy. But 
um, you know, if that were to be us, I'm sure we would have to get to the point where we vendor things out and to be able to, um, you know, show why, show owners, show, you know, my corporate office and say, hey, this is why we're having to do this is because of all of these projects and work orders that we have. Um, it just makes my, my job easier, too, because I'm not going to remember what happened two weeks ago. You just I just won't. So it needs to stay in there. Yeah. Floyd, how, do you have any examples in the uh, student housing industry that you like to share where you had to stay organized? Yes, well, you really, with student housing, we do use a lot of vendors uh, doing terms because it's such a mass of a term that we do. And it's, um, and we we use Yardy a lot and make sure we put in work orders. And you also can use Yardy for on-call, which is good because we used to have night calls, a log that we used to have to write down but now with technology, when you get a call, you can also mark that fast hours and you'd be able to pull a report on how many calls you had for that week. With Yardy uh, hooking up our vendors and making sure what day the office will know what day the carpet's going to be done, analyzing the make ready board in Yardy where they know when the carpet's going to be done, who's paying, when the cleaner's coming, if the make ready has been done, or if we got to switch out furniture because all our units are furnished. So we do a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> That's great. I'm sure with technology, though, it's it's probably helped you with training, with ordering supplies as well. I know that I've heard a ton of stories about employees using YouTube in the field while they're at an appliance. I mean, how how has it impacted you both in your in your line of work? I, I love YouTube. It's YouTube because you can basically find anything to fix anything. Yeah, you know. And there's also other tools you can use, HD, do web seminars. Uh, Wilmar would do some too. Grace Hill also gives some courses on elect basic electrical appliance repair. Then I try to do some cross training too. If um, somebody at another property is real good with appliance, I sent my guy there and he has shadowed them for a day, you know, to try to learn on hands-on too. You can only do so much by webinar, but a lot, a lot of people are more hands-on when they fix the thing. Agreed. Monique, has, how do you use technology for training? Or yeah. I do. I definitely do. I actually, um, as you were speaking, Floyd, I thought of this instance. We have those uh, going to the pool. We have the um, Cal Royal, the, where you have to put the pin numbers in. And when during construction, they had given us one and they hadn't programmed it. Well, they were going to go, they was going to take them like two, three weeks to get back. And I was like, and my guys were like, I don't know how to work these things. I said, let's YouTube it. So we YouTubed <laughs> it and we figured out how to program this thing. So we didn't have to wait the two to three or pay the vendor to, to come back and, and to program what they should have already done. So it's little things like that. And a lot of time, I think we had talked about this a little bit yesterday is that, um, you know, if my guys come and say, hey, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to do this or it's an electrical thing or, or whatever the case may be. I I always try to stay within my budget. Right. That's our job as managers. So I don't <laughs> want to vendor anything out if I, can, if I can avoid it. So we'll look it up. We'll look it up and see. OK, first of all, obviously, safety, number one. Right. We want to make sure that whatever we're going to be trying to attempt is going to be safe. But number two, we want to. Hey, maybe it's not as difficult and we can try this in-house and we can, you know, save the time, give, provide that excellent customer service to the resident because we're taking care of it right now instead of a week when the vendor is going to be able to get out here. And we're also learning something. Um, and I, I definitely try to 
when they're doing something new that I haven't um, dealt with before. Like we have fur downs I've never had before at any other property. At the beginning of this process, I, I went with um, my maintenance supervisor, Jose, and I was like, what exactly is this? Why is it up here? You know, asking a million questions because we need to know in the office. Again, that's going to alleviate some of the time that maintenance is going to have to deal with this if we can answer the residents' questions. And so I think, you know, that knowledge is power and just, you know, finding that out. And a lot of times, if I don't want to bug them, I'll, I'll look it up. If a resident's asking, hey, how do I tighten this? I'll, I'll be like, oh, this is how you would tighten this, you know, and um, and making sure that the staff is, is you know, can use that same technology to, again, provide good customer service and and bridge that gap between the office and maintenance. For you to, to know what a fur down unit is, to bring that up, it definitely shows <laughs> that you've been using technology to, to learn more. And, and that's that's impressive. So, yeah, I'm very impressed, too. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> well, this has been a great conversation. I um I really appreciate all of you sharing your tips and tricks and and how you use technology to to better improve productivity and streamline processes at your property. So, uh, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. Um and uh, Becca, thank you as well. I also wanted to mention, Floyd, you said about how HD and some of the other suppliers have courses available. TAAEF has a website that lists as many of those as we can find. So if you go to TAAEF.org and under the trainings, you'll see some of those free or very low cost trainings that are available um, from our supplier partners, but also from some of the local apartment associations. Um, And then also, you know, these uh, sessions, these calls uh, Facebook Live sessions are great training tools as well, and um, both hints from HR and how to speak maintenance uh, available, as I said, on YouTube, Texas Apartment Careers, and on Facebook. Um, so those are great to share as well. So thank you guys all so much. This was a great chat. I know one of the things that we talked about yesterday that I think Monique was taking notes on was using Outlook as well for some scheduling yes. things and scheduling call and things like that on that as well. So I wanted to pass that one along since since that one seemed to resonate with her as well. And we thank you all for your time. Thanks, Monique. Thanks, Floyd. Thank Thank you. you.